All right, everyone, how you doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have... Uh, Spain. Uh, I'm, I'm the uh, IT guy of uh, Dodgeball Belgium, and I've also been the coach for the women and the mixed. Uh, I've been playing in the men on the latest uh, European Championship. Nice. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Ina. I'm the captain of the women's team. I'm also playing in the mixed team, and I play Dodgeball for about uh, four years now. Nice. Hi, I'm Zara. I uh, play in the women's and the mixed team. Uh, I play dodgeball also for about four years now, and I'm also the PR and social media manager of Dodgeball Belgium. So I reached out to Dodgeball Belgium about a week and a half, two weeks ago to share their story. Um, they're arguably a young nation that hopped into the European scene, and I want to get them on the map. So I have three representatives um, from a variety of categories to share their story. So I wanted to start with um, with st- uh, who, who started playing dodgeball the earliest out of the three of you. I think uh, I did. So Zara. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you: um, What was your first dodgeball experience like, and what uh, hooked you on your first first experience? Okay. So to be completely honest, I was a little bit skeptical at first. Um, so actually, actually uh, through my boyfriend, I got introduced to dodgeball. They went on a on a ski trip, um, and they stayed with somebody from uh, dodgeball Switzerland uh, from a national team. And there they got to play um, at their training, and they brought it home. And they actually founded it in Belgium. And once every uh, every week, my boyfriend uh, said to me, "Oh, I'm playing dodgeball," and I was like, "What are you doing <laughs> exactly?" <laughs> and uh, it was uh, completely unknown for me. Uh, and then I just decided, okay, I can be skeptical or I can try it out. And maybe it's something I will enjoy. And I was hooked ever since. So uh, that's how I got into dodgeball. What was it about it that hooked you right away? So um, I really love that it's a team sport. I really love uh, ball sports. I played tennis also uh, in the past. So I was looking actually for uh, another team sport uh, with balls and I really love how dynamic it is uh, that you can play mixed and uh, women's as well. Um, and actually in Belgium, we play sort of a variant uh, in schools in the, as, as children, but it's more like a, it's more considered as a, or known as a children's play than as a completely tactical uh, sport. Mm. So I recognized it from uh, from my youth, and I was then always so hooked onto it. And uh, it kind of is youth sentiment that I now can play as a as a as a tactical sport, and um, that's why I uh, I love it so much. Nice. And what about you, uh, Stein? Hey, uh, I used to play basketball before, uh, but due to an injury, I had to quit that. Uh, and then actually, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, who was also one of the first uh, players in Dodgeball Belgium, uh, asked me like, hey, why don't you come join Dodgeball? Yeah, I went to a open training. and actually ra- I liked the quick pace of the game, which we also have in basketball, like the ball balls quickly moving around. Also given that it is a ball sport, really interesting. But at the end, uh, why I actually stayed was like the atmosphere, like what we have here in Belgium, even after uh, like three, four years, that players are actually all pretty nice to each other. It's also what I've been experiencing since on the, like each European Championship. It's just really nice how everyone interacts with each other. 
And that's what, in the end, made me to decide to, uh, yeah, stay playing with dodgeball. And yeah, here I am now. You say you play basketball? Yeah. Indeed. Who's yeah. your favorite player? Uh, well, yeah, everyone likes to drum, uh, of course. And yeah, there's been several ones, like some more like lesser known uh, ones who I think deserve more credits back in the days. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a special person in my mind. <laughs> That's fair. What about you, uh, Ayn? Um, I was actually, uh, I started actually really by accident. Um, some, friends, some friends of me uh, joined the first uh, group of friends that were playing dodgeball. And uh, they introduced the, the sport to me. I was like, hey, that's really cool. If there's another training, just tell me. And then I didn't hear from them for like weeks or even a couple of months. Uh, but the setup of the first group that played dodgeball in Belgium was actually pretty high because they, they founded a club. But immediately, they also founded the federation because they really wanted to play the, Euro the Euros from the first year on, actually. So, uh, I think it was only two or three weeks before the Euros in 2018, I got a text message uh, from one of these friends uh, who said to me like, hey, uh, are you still interested in playing dodgeball? Uh, we are looking for one more woman to be in the team for the Euros. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Uh, yeah, when is the Euros? And they were like, yeah, in three weeks, but no worries, we still have two trainings, so you can still like, you can still catch up a little bit. And I was like, yeah, OK, fine. Uh, let's do it. I will come to the training. And from that moment on, I came to the first training. I did sports all my life already. Um, I really love trying out new stuff. And I was hooked immediately. And then we went to the Euros, what was the Euros in Italy, what had like the best atmosphere ever. So I think everybody was that was there was immediately like uh, sold. Everybody was like, yeah, we're going to play this and we're going to come back next year. And <laughs> yeah, so it was immediately like, a, it was a love at first sight, let's say. So you didn't even, you just had like a last minute text message and it wasn't for like any fun tournament. You just went straight to Euros? Yes, yes. You threw and yourself I, in the fire, didn't you? <laughs> it was fine. Like, uh, we had a good time. It was all good, so... Well, I heard that the beach party out in Italy was uh, legendary, to say the least. Would you Would you agree? I think everybody would agree if you ask that <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let the viewers know, because this is audio, that all three of them smiled when I mentioned the beach party in Italy. So that tells me right there they had a blast. So that kind of leads to my next question. Um, do you all play for separate clubs? in Belgium or do you all play in the same clubs and how has the club atmosphere have grown uh, and whoever wants to take that on uh, well maybe I will begin um, I uh, am a player for the Ghent Wolves where also Zara and Stein play actually uh, but I moved from Ghent to Kortrijk what's in another part of Belgium uh, I'm still training with the Ghent Wolves but I founded my own club in Kortrijk as well so I uh, started a club where I live right now so uh, I'm still a player in one club, and I'm training in another club. So how far did you move um, from where from where the club is to where you are now? Is it like a one-hour drive, two-hour drive? How far is that? You know, Belgium is really small. Right? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just. Like, 
It's a 40 minute drive or something. Oh, okay. But you started a club locally, but you still train with them for the time being? Right. Okay. You have to understand, in Los Angeles, like Los Angeles County is probably just as big, if not bigger, than Belgium as a whole. So if it's something like an hour away, we'll just start our own thing kind of thing. Plus with traffic, which I'm not sure if you guys deal with. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just smiling, looking at me like, yeah, no, Belgium is really small. We're all neighbors. Um, <laughs> so... I guess we can go with you, uh, Sign. Can you describe the competitive level uh, among the clubs in uh, Belgium and how it's grown in the past, say, four years? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've only existed here in Belgium for like four years. Uh, so, yeah, in the beginning, the com competition, yeah, we only had like one club who joined us for one year. So, in the beginning, yeah, there was only one club who actually had some kind of tactical place um the new clubs are just starting to get like used to the balls you still like just catching throwing dodging in general uh then unfortunately COVID hit, so they weren't able to play against each other and uh, the clubs are able to have a couple of trainings on their own uh but then in the end uh, we weren't even allowed to train uh so we had to go outside but yeah it's quite different if you play outside uh, and then i think like uh, since only this year we could actually uh, having a real competition again. Uh, so now we had four clubs, two clubs who were new for, for this year. So there, yeah, they still had like the, the uh, beginning issues that they had to find enough players to join the games. So unfortunately for them, the competition was a little bit different compared to like the two other clubs that have already been existing for some time. Uh, so over there, yeah, we've seen that all the teams actually made quite a lot of progress. Um, like uh, they weren't just take, uh, thinking about catching a ball, throwing a ball. It's actually, some tactical tactics came came in place. We've also been training on that during our trainings. So it was actually pretty nice to see, like how we have been like from just like randomly throwing balls, like just playing a little bit together, like thinking about hey, what are we doing, going to do now? How will we uh, approach the other team? Uh, but yeah, in general, because we've only been playing baseball here in Belgium for four years. Uh, yeah, we aren't at uh, a high level yet, uh, but it's really nice to see how we are growing, how we are evolving. And I think like maybe already next year, I, I think competition will already be quite a bit harder, uh, given that there will be more clubs who have already some experience. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to like the next season. Nice. So um, I'll throw this question to Zara. Uh, how, would you say that the growth in women playing in Belgium uh, has exploded in the past couple of years? Or is this still something you're you're working on on your end? Women, you mean, right? Yes. Yes. Um, to be honest, it's still something um, we are working on. It's, um, we don't know for what reason it is actually, but it seems more difficult to attract women to the sport than men. Uh, maybe it's also, it can be quite aggressive. Uh, we felt that on the first Euros uh, right away. <laughs> um, um, and I think some some girls are maybe yeah, a little bit um, scared to play mixed. Um, and we, even in our club, we don't have enough women to play, to play, um, to play women's. So we always have to train mixed. And sometimes that can be a little bit uh, scary. Um, but yeah, it's also in other clubs that we see this, um, this evolution that is di difficult to attract women. So 
we're still not sure how we're gonna attack that situation um, because I feel I feel I, I really love to play mixed as a woman because as a woman because you can you get um, how do you say um, you get yeah. I'm looking for the English words wait <laughs> <laughs> how do you say it? Challenge. Uh, challenge. Yeah, really challenge. Get, yeah, challenge. Sorry, really get challenged because they play hard. They they throw harder. You have to catch uh, with more te technique to catch the balls. Not not really because they come at a at a higher speed, but it's just technique. You, you can win against guys, but it's just coming uh, to technique, and that's what girls. I think that's it's a button that needs to be switched. That okay, I'm playing against guys. I can't throw as hard as them, but you can win based on technique. And based on agility, and it's more than just uh, force and uh, strength. So, yeah, it's it's something in uh, Belgium we have to uh, figure out how we're gonna attract more women to the sport. So we love to learn that from other countries how they how they do it. Um, what 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 are tips on it? Um, yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Uh, definitely, I I have some tips to to give. But would you say? You say it's more of like an intimidation thing, not so much a thing of access. Like if let's say if a, let's say if my sister moved to Belgium, she's not going to have an issue finding a club to train, whether with you or with with her. It's more or less just getting that switch over because there's not you know just that intimidation of, of the sport itself. Yeah, there are no clubs in Belgium, only with guys. They're all all. Um, no, everybody, everywhere, wait, sorry, my English. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine, we'll work on that, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> so they're, everywhere there are girls, uh, it's always accessible, but it's, I think it's an imitation thing. It's, I can't speak for somebody else, um, so we'll have to figure it out. Maybe uh, do a little questionnaire with all, uh, <laughs> with all the new incoming girls. Because when we do open trainings, we see a lot of girls actually attending, but we can't seem to uh, keep a hold on them. So I think we need to dig deeper. What's the reason um, that they don't stay? Because the guys usually stay. It's more, um, yeah. I don't know what the what the reason would be would be behind that. I mean, a questionnaire is a good good way to start. Um, but I would say one of your biggest things, and I know it's something we do here, and I know it's something that they do in England as well. Um, just having sessions strictly for women. Let's say, for example, um, I don't know how many times a week you guys train or whatever, but let's say if the magic number is three. So a lot of times, of course, it's going to be dominated by men, um, let's say 80 to 20 as far as percentages go. Why not just block off that one day? Let's say if it's uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you guys throwing three times straight. Block out that Tuesday, and maybe you'll, you'll just dedicate that Tuesday to – the four or eight or 10 or 12 women that show up and just have it for them and maybe have the guys like come by and help like ball retrieve or maybe give some tactical advice if they if they have some coaching experience which is also going to be my next question or just just little things like that just have the guys just take a back seat one day of the week and let the women grow so to speak because it's going to be intimidating i'm sure going up against you know people who could throw like giants and you know tactics be out the window if you're already out you know what i mean like a lot of people can say and i, I kind of use this reference a lot a lot of people can say sit here and say mike tyson wasn't a clean boxer you know, his technique was a little too rigid but if he hits you he hits you 
I mean, technique be damned. He's going to hit you. And, and maybe women have that effect, uh, have that intimidation in mind when they're playing against men, where it's like maybe they have the tactics in mind, but the speed of the game and the power can be intimidating. And there's some women who feel that way. Maybe give them that space for themselves so that they can learn together. And maybe from that small group, or maybe however big group it is, maybe they'll go over into the mix. Or maybe they'll you know develop their own women's squad, more deep women's squad. But you got to give it that time to grow to see what, what you have. Of course, yeah. It's also nice to see that, especially on the Euros, you really see the guys supporting for the girls as well. Maybe it's not as aggressive play uh, because of the, the, the fastness of the balls um, and the pace, but the guys are really hyping up the girls. And I think it's a super important uh, dynamic and atmosphere that uh, we really want to drag out into virtual Belgium as well. So, yeah. So this will be go. This will this would actually go between you and Ayn, and I would like to hear Ayn's thought on this. Um, well, I mean, I already heard what Zara thought about this. Would you agree with everything she said as far as like maybe it's an intimidation thing? Uh, yeah. For some, I, for uh, I actually know from some people they they quit because they really thought it was too hard and too aggressive and the balls were coming too too fast or it, it was too painful if they were hit. So this this is really one of the reasons. Um, there can be other reasons, of course. I think uh, uh, guys uh, in general like uh, team sports more, I think. And then, of course, we, we also have the, the kind of age thing somehow. This sounds maybe really traditional, Age, uh, um, like for my age and also coming into Zara's age, uh, mm. there like women maybe start thinking about other things like raising a family or something. So also this part can be can be a reason, but I'm not saying mm. it's the biggest reason, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah. I, I agree with uh, Zara, it's hard in Belgium to have uh, a lot of women in the sport or to keep them there. The thing is, you mentioned three trainings. Uh, for now, every club just has one training for the moment. Yeah, that was just a spitballing idea. I was just throwing yeah, in like a, a fractional idea out there. It wasn't... So, we, we, you know, we just started, we exist four years, but actually it was two years of COVID. So uh, you can't really count these two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just we still have the time and we have uh, we have we just really have to grow. We have to uh, make the clubs bigger. We have to uh, make the federation a bit a bit more professional, so the clubs the clubs can uh, really lean on the federation to grow as well. Uh, and like this, I think uh, little by little we will grow, and and this will not be a problem anymore. Uh, we will we will find ways to attract uh, more people in general to the sport to uh, be more out there because there's still a lot of people in Belgium that don't know that it exists or they have no idea what it is. Uh, and if we talk about it, then they're really like, oh, that's really cool. Like Sarah said, it's a mm-hmm. children's play. It's really like a children's play we did on the playground. Only now it's five balls for chaotic and, and everything. But actually the first reaction of 90 or even 95 percent of the people is really like oh my god i love this game so the opportunities are there we just uh we just have to find a race to uh to to go to or to make ourselves not known so the people really know we exist 
and that they know they can join us. Well, I mean, yeah, it seems like the problem isn't so much access, it's more or less switching the narrative from it being intimidating to being more of a team-oriented sport. Um, I find, based on what you're telling me, that the issue isn't so much the access, because the access is there. Anyone could play if they were to just hop on and maybe Google search, you know, their local club or just Dodgeball Belgium as a whole, or reach out to Dodgeball Belgium. Uh, Zara has been responsive with me, and I'm eight hours behind where you guys are. So if, if she can reach out, if she can respond to me as quickly, then I know locally, you know, she'll, re, you know, she'll respond quickly for you guys. So, I mean, if anything, like, it, it's going to take time. But I'd say if you, as a club, we'll say as a club, each club, you know, set out that one day a week just for women to play, it, it's going to happen. You guys are going to grow from that. You know, it, it's just, it's just not going to be overnight. It's going to be a gradual growth. And obviously, based on what um, she told me there, it, the people people love it. It's intense, but people love it. They think it's cool. It, it's it's great. It's granular. So you have that in, you have that interest already in the people's minds. So it, it'll take time to grow, and I think you guys will get there. Um, you know, not just because of my advice, but I'm sure other people will say the same thing as well. We're just talking here. <laughs> so um, let's see which is it Stein, right? Yes. Stein, you you in the middle? So um, I want to ask you. And, and this is going to be the same question I'm going to ask everyone. Your first Euros experience as Dodgeball Belgium, what, what, that was what, in Dublin? Uh, no, mine was in the New Cross so in 2019. Uh, yeah, if I have to describe it with one word, I would say uh, chaotic. Uh, chaotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there weren't any selections back then. It was just like if you were able to yeah, join, uh, then yeah, you had a place in the team. Um, and I have only been playing like dodgeball for yeah, almost one year, uh, so it was still pretty new to me and actually to almost all the players. I think we only had two or three players who actually went uh, to the previous European Championship and just have been playing for like two years. Um, but yeah, just standing there on the field, um, being up against like a lot more experienced teams, countries, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> balls going everywhere, not really knowing what's happening, being <laughs> hit up, like after only a couple of seconds, whereas like back, then, uh, back at uh, our country when you were just playing in the club, uh, yeah, the level was a little bit more the same, so you could actually throw someone out, like here at the European Championship, I didn't even have to uh, like hope for it. Uh, I think it also took us like, like four or five games until we won our first set. So like, yeah, it really puts you back on the ground. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> you're definitely not there yet. But yeah, <laughs> I was already assuming that. So yeah, chaotic is really the word to use for that European Championship. But I still enjoyed it. Still really nice to hear some tips, uh, some small things that you could already uh, adjust to uh, during the championship. So yeah, really enjoyed it in the end. What about you, Zara? What was your first? Um, so my first European Championship was in 2018 in uh, Italy, the memorable Italy. So if I had to describe it in one word, I would say it's, it was quite eye-opening for me um, to see that the, the whole international aspect of it. Because we, um, we originated or founded Dodgeball coming from um, the guys in Switzerland, because of um, some of our members went to a ski trip there and uh, trained with them. But, and they talked about the Euros, uh, 
but it's just a concept. You, you try to imagine in your head what it's like. And then when we were actually there and you see all the nations play and fight for their for their team and it was yeah it was crazy it was um it gave such a drive to um come back the next year and train and get better and it was also my birthday on the euros and it hey nice um, celebrated big on the beach <laughs> so uh it was memorable in quite some ways for me um yeah, it was really a really nice experience. So before before we move over to to Ayn, did the, did you get a crowd of people singing you happy birthday on one of the match days? Yes, actually, my mom traveled to Italy uh, and she uh, got up to the. There were two guys that um, sounded over all the matches uh, at the, at the spot there, and uh, she went up to them and she said, "Hey, could you uh, at the beginning of the day give a shout out to my daughter?" For her, for her birthday. So I was training uh, at nine o'clock with a little hangover in the morning <laughs> to warm up for the match. And uh, then I all of a sudden heard, and uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah Kibir. Happy birthday. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and so afterwards, I, uh, yeah, I was told it was my mom that uh, did that. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, we celebrated big. Uh, on the beach, I, uh, all the videos are still uh, living on our phones and in our minds. And it's really, really, really uh, great uh, birthday. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I know, I know who the comp. Now that I think about it. Um, I interviewed one of the commentators uh, a couple years ago, Greg Whitehouse, and he was one of the people who did the shout out. He, he? yeah. I think off camera he did tell me that someone's mom showed up to him, <laughs> and he, he he didn't remember at the time who it was. And the reason that story clicked in my mind, I'm like, whose mother would go up to you and tell you to give a shout out in Italy on their birthday? <laughs> and two years later, I find out it's you. Um, <laughs> so what about you, Ayn? Uh Now uh, my first heroes were in 2018 as well. And for me, I think the big word was a uh, surprise. Uh, like I told you, told you before, uh, I only knew like uh, I think it wasn't even a month before uh, the Euros. I was going to the Euros, so um, I did this one or two trainings before, and then uh, in the car driving up to Italy, I was uh, reading the, the rules because yeah, we all had somehow somehow a clue about the rules, but we didn't all know them. And then mm. we started playing, and we were just changing tactics every every game because we were just watching the other games and we were like oh look at them they're doing it like this maybe we should try this so we were really like changing all the time and it was it was so nice we learned so many things from this this games uh these games we played and 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 we were just like sponges taking it all in and and like trying it out as well at the same time so uh yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. The whole atmosphere was was amazing, and uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't do bad as well. We we lost with like zero thirty two or something, but we really didn't mind because sometimes we just we had the feeling because we were only a little bit longer on the field. We had we we like we kind of won or we did something what was crazy in our minds. Uh, 
like we felt like we did something crazy because we dodged the ball or we threw somebody out <laughs> and then on camera it looks like nothing of course but we were so happy and everybody was so happy and then nobody nobody cared to what the score was it was just the whole learning experience and how we played and the whole atmosphere around it and uh, yeah and also the fair play because also that euros we won the fair play uh, cup uh because sometimes uh we went out and even the referees were saying like you were not hit and we were like yeah, yeah we were hit for sure for sure and so we, we just ran out so the whole thing was really it was a really cool experience yeah, was, yeah. i think there's a video somewhere online where we took our first set on the Euros, that's uh, that, uh, Euros, and we ran, everybody ran on the field, jumped all, all across, and we celebrated like we won the whole tournament. It was... Like, jumped across like... No, like you did. On, on, on our uh, side of the field, because we were just so happy that we got a, we got a point against the <laughs> team that was playing maybe, that was playing already, uh, dodgeball at the high level, and we were yeah we were celebrating like we won the whole Euros that year, but for some teams it's get, it, it can seem uh, maybe yeah, a little bit um, how do you say overexcited overexcited yeah. but for us it was really a nice tryout season and we actually I think none of us actually believed that we were playing for the national team and now it's really starting to grow and we're also believing it more ourselves that okay we're playing for the we're representing Belgium and we're growing slowly but surely into a more professional uh, yeah, uh, team setting. and setting. And that's, I think, the vibe that we're gonna, we're hoping to, um, to drag out and to achieve. Yeah, and that other, other countries will also um, remind, uh, remember us not only for our fair play and our, our, our kind. Um, uh, behavior on the field, but also really for our play, and that's actually something I think we want to achieve as a as a nation. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's solid. It's all about the little wins, and it seems like Euros is a solid environment, whether you're an established nation or an up and coming nation making their debut. But before I ask my next question, and this is going to go to all of you guys, because um, you guys mentioned Italy a lot. Who got hung over the worst out of the three of you? <laughs> Everyone looks at Zara. I think it was Zara, actually. I'm pretty sure it was Zara. <laughs> I just want to illustrate this for the people. This is an obviously this is an audio podcast. So when I asked that question, two people just shifted to their left and looked at Zara. <laughs> they didn't even have to say her name. I'm just gonna point that out before we go any further. <laughs> And she's blushing. No comment. No comment. I'm sure my mom will be uh, listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you share the link, yeah, she would definitely listen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, enough said. So um, this is going to be another question I'm going to ask. We're going to go around the panel here, and we'll start with you, uh, Stein. What does it mean? to represent Belgium. What does it mean to you personally to put on that jersey for your for your nation? Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, to me, it's actually is quite an honor. Um, like also like showing to others like what we represent, like what we want to achieve, uh, like being an example to, to new players. Like, hey, uh, you don't need to be really good when you start playing dodgeball. You can just 
learn it, do your best. And then in the end, you, you can actually go to European Championship. Like, yeah, you don't need the experience from the start. You can just keep growing. And then if you try to improve yourself, listen to the feedback from others, you can actually get there. So, uh, yeah, in the end, uh, when I'm at the field, that's actually what I'm thinking about, like the showing off to others, like, hey, I've came from nothing. I had no experience. Like we had this child play uh, in, in child school. Uh, but yeah, that wasn't at a competitive competitive level or didn't has had any tactics. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's like the most important thing that I think about when I'm on the fields uh, and when I'm coaching also, like just showing, hey, you, you can get there. You, you just have to do your best. And you can do that. Okay, uh, Zara, what does it mean for you when you when you put on that Belgium shirt? Um, I can only say that it's it means. Yeah, it's also quite another, and it means a lot. Um, sometimes um, you, as a young young uh, woman in your 20s, you reflect on your life and you're like, okay, what did I already achieve? You sometimes feel like, oh, I didn't achieve a lot because I'm still growing a career, uh, growing a family, uh, etc. But I can, I'm 25 and I can say that I play in a national team. I represent Belgium, so I take a quite some honor into that and I, I really um, feel as well that we can be an example also to the girls. Uh, I think we have now um, with Ine and myself and some other girls, we have a really strong but small core of women um, representing Belgium each year um, going forward. And I think um, it's also important that uh, to, uh, to grow the sport that you have some, some people that are really fighting um, and uh, are motivated for it and yeah i i feel like yeah i'm a little bit of an, uh, of an example to maybe uh people that started that start start playing dodgeball and uh, can get there as well um yeah that's my feeling about it all right and nine uh well for me uh it actually shifted uh because uh i think I can speak for everybody. Uh, the first, uh, the first time, it was just fun. Uh, it like Stain said, uh, everybody could just join because uh, there weren't enough players. So of course, I was honored that first time as well. Uh, but then it was really for fun, and now it's also shifted to uh, be really something important. Uh, I can say uh, through the years, I started living for it more. Uh, because I still do some other sports, but I actually uh, put some sports aside because I want to grow in dodgeball because I really feel I still want to get better and I want I still would like to re represent uh, the Belgium team on the next Euros and it's it's not something you get for granted now because we really uh, we're training we're doing selections so you really still have to improve yourself to be uh, in the team. Um, so yeah, for me, it got uh, way more weight on it than it was before, but all in a positive way. So really to be uh, to be part of that uh, selected team uh, feels really good. And is really, like they said already, an honor to, uh, to be there and represent uh, our country. So uh, yeah, it, it uh, took a little turn uh, through the years, let's say. For sure. Um, I would imagine making the national team, regardless of wherever you're from, is an honor to wear that crest on your shirt 
and rest, wear the, the flag on, on your shirt, so to speak, and just have that because not many people are going to have that opportunity. And three of you guys have had it multiple times. I mean, albeit with COVID, but you guys have had it multiple times among you guys. So whether you're from England, Belgium, Switzerland, um, Netherlands, if you wear your national colors, it, that should be acknowledged. That's a level of respect that most players should attain to if they want to if they want to grow um that's something you want to get to uh but let me ask each of you guys this uh out of all the euros you've been to what has been your most favorable or most memorable kit swaps we'll start with uh stein i think uh, yeah yeah i think yeah the last one was actually the first one we really designed the question is with who um, from the other teams, which is their biggest swap? Your ah, most biggest. memorable swap? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, which one is your like the most? <laughs> yeah, my apologies. Uh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Actually, uh, someone from Spain, like uh, his nickname is Iceman, a really nice player. He was only uh, 17 years old. Uh, he, he's been playing dodgeball, uh, which is like a variant on dodgeball in Spain. And he's been playing that for 10 years. And yeah, I was really impl- impressed. Like. Yeah, I was uh, standing uh, in front of him on the on the field. He actually uh, made it really tough for me. Uh, well, yeah, tougher for me than I did for him. Uh, and yeah, I was just really impressed. Like to see, like he was only 17 years old and he was already being able to play at that, such a high level. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he, he definitely uh, has quite a, an opportunity in the next years to even uh, prove himself even more. Um, so yeah, 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 that guy is definitely. What's his uh, name? Uh, Iceman, this is next to me. Iceman? Yeah, yeah Iceman. Iceman. Oh, okay. All right, um, Zara? Uh, for me, it would definitely, definitely be this year's switch with uh, Switzerland, just because of our origin of Dutchwell Belgium, because we are actually founded through Dutchwell Switzerland, through training with them uh, on the ski trip. So it was quite of a, it was a bit of a memorable switch uh, to me to have a, a kit from them. So I will be training in it with great honors. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ayn? Uh, I'm actually the worst in uh, swapping kids, I think. Uh, <laughs> Why would you say you're the worst? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm so bad in going up to people and asking if we can switch a shirt. I have some nice ones, but I can't say uh, there's really a story behind them. So uh, I still, I think my memorable swap still has to come, let's say. I would like to switch a kit like with uh, a player we played against where I had the kind of the same experience like Stain, but that didn't happen yet. So uh, uh, let's do that on the on the next Euros. So next Euros in Croatia, you're going to actually ask for one? Is that what, is that what we're telling? Yeah, I'm, I will step up. And, uh, You'll step up. And, all right, cool. It's a good thing because one thing, I'm not going to cut this in post. Two, I'm more than likely going to be in Croatia, so you're going to see me. And I'm going to remind you about this. That's good. That's good. That's good. Perfect. And I'm going to remind you about this. And if it's someone from Spain, I can speak Spanish. So I'll ask for you if it, com- if it comes down to it. But generally, you have to ask. I'm going I'm to be your shadow. I'm going to be right next to Stein and, and Zara, making sure that you're going to ask at least one person for a kit, a kit swap. I will. I will. It will, it will work out. <laughs> it'll, it'll work. Yeah, It'll yeah. work out. Yeah. All right. This is this is what we call accountability. So we're definitely gonna keep that in mind. <laughs> we'll definitely keep that in mind. So um, we'll go around the table. Uh, 
panel, so to speak. What are you looking forward to next year in um, Croatia? Well, yeah, we'll start with Stein. Start with Stein. Yeah, I, I think uh, what everyone wants uh, here in Belgium is like to actually have proof that you are able to get a better spot than the last spot. Uh, everyone has been working pretty hard, so I, I think that's definitely what I, I at least, and I think uh, most of us are looking forward to, like just to be able to like show up like you've been working this hard uh, for the past couple of years, we've been professionalizing everything. We've been taking tactics in, into account. We've been having selections. Uh, and I just hope that that shows a little bit more in the end results. Like, I really liked the way we played this year, but I just hope that we can also show it like in the real results and the end results uh, that we are not just in the last place, but that we can actually go a little bit uh, higher in the ranking. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the thing. I'm, and Zara? Yeah, I would agree on that. To, uh, I have actually two main points going into the Euros uh, for Croatia. That's one that we can show more in the in the ranking itself that we improved because we improved it uh, during the game. Uh, we can we can show that we improved during the games. Between, uh, just looking at the scores, but in the final ranking, we just ended the same as a couple of years ago, and it's, it seems not not fair. Uh, to to, uh, to see that, but um, I think we surprised ourselves a lot during this tournament, um, and I would really love to see a switch in the ranking as well. Uh, and my second um, goal is actually building a more um, a st more strong uh, women's squad, because I feel like our our men and mixed squads are really developing uh, quite strongly, quite dynamically. Um, but our, our women's squads uh, can be uh, a little bit, uh, can grow, there's a little bit more growth potential, I feel like. Um, so I think we'll be definitely um, uh, try to achieve that uh, for the next years. So, yeah. And uh, Ayn? Um, yeah, I can agree with uh, both of them. Uh, for sure, the same thing. Uh, we train, uh, we got better in the last years. And it's just, uh, like they said, a bit sad. We're still on the last spot. But of course, all the other teams improved as well. So uh, we all had the same time to grow. And uh, they were stronger. They grew as well. We grew, but uh, yeah, maybe the same potential. Um, so that for sure. And uh, for the rest, I just want to see uh, us play more as a team. Um, I think. Uh, we don't have bad, like, we have strong players, for sure, but we have to play more as a team. We can still improve the tactics uh, just as a team, to have each other's back, to uh, just react different on on, on um, attacks of the other team or even in defense. So for, for sure, that part I really want to see grow as well. So I want to ask you guys, um... Out of all the nations you guys played against, who stands out to you uh, in your respective category, um, and why? And we'll start. We'll go in snake order. So, Ein, who is the nation that um, you say women's or mixed stand out to you, and why? That's a really hard one, actually. Uh, you can pick several. You don't have to just pick one, but no. The thing is. Um... Because we're still a young nation, uh, we have a lot to learn. Actually, on every team we play against, I feel like 
uh, we can pick up things they do or, or like we can learn from every game we play. So it's really hard to really pick one or two nations or something because I, I really respect them all and I love to see them play as well because they are uh, more experienced and we can learn so much from each and, and every individual team. Um, I, can, I can't really pick one of them, but uh, if you ask me what, uh, what game I liked uh, or what- Sure, we'll go game, with that. Yeah, what games I liked the most at the Euros were actually uh, mixed against uh, Switzerland because uh, we were really hyped, we were really in the zone. Also, the score was really great because actually, I, I don't know if we got a little bit in front of I think on some point, we had some points more than some points more than them. So we were really so in the zone. I was so soaking wet from playing this game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that's a really memorable one uh, with mixed team for sure. We lost in the end. But that doesn't matter because we put on, we put on such a game that we could be so proud of ourselves. Uh, so for me, that was the most memorable moment of the last the last year, actually. All right, and Zara. Um, yeah, to get back on your question, I will uh, I will pick a nation. <laughs> just Go for it. Uh, just um, to be bold. Uh, I uh, I really they're also quite a young nation, but I really love the women's team from, uh, from France, uh, from uh, Hungary, and also from France, they are a little bit more developed. In Hungary, I especially liked, um, I, I love the wing playing, they're a little assistant, I think, um, the girls on the wings, and they really put uh, on, uh, on, on well wing pressure, they did it really, really well, so it was difficult for us to, uh, to attack. Uh, and in France, I was really, um, inspired and really impressed by um, the girl, I forgot her name, wait, Nathalie, no, Pauline, Pauline Nathalie, Pauline, wait, I'll look it up, wait, eh? mm-hmm. Pauline Nathalie, yeah, uh, number 12 from, from France, she's so young, I think she's 16 or 18, she's super young, mm-hmm. and she even won MVP, um, women's MVP this tournament, and I think she's super agile, She's really dynamic on the field. She catches a lot. She, um, I was really impressed that at such a young age, she can have such a big impact on a, on a, a tournament this big. So um, that were the two nations that stood out to me this, uh, this tournament. Nice. What about you, Stein? Yeah, for me personally, uh, I would go to uh, for Italy, like fated men's uh, against them. And it was just... So crazy to see like how much confidence they had. Like they were standing really close to us, like the whole time. Just not yeah, being being scared of us, but yeah, making me really scared. Like I actually <laughs> didn't really <laughs> yeah, want to do anything. Like I didn't really wanted to get that close to them because yeah, I knew for sure they were going to hit me. And yeah, it was also crazy how they were still able to like dodge all the balls that we threw at, uh, at them. So yeah, I think that game is definitely and um, Italy in general, uh, like looking at your other games, uh, that's one that I will always uh, yeah, remember. Um, so yeah, yeah, Italy for me and especially the game played against them. Nice. All right, one last question before we wrap up. Well, it's going to be more of a two-parter. Um, one, I want you guys to use the platform right now 
to recruit people from Belgium to try out for next year. Really just sell that uh, for the people in Belgium. Even though everyone's going to hear this all over the world, this is your opportunity to recruit people from Belgium to try out, try out dodgeball and really just have fun and grow with it. And that's one. Number two, I want you guys to share with me what you want the legacy of Dodgeball Belgium to be once you guys are done and it continues without you. So we'll start with uh, Stein. Uh, yeah, so to, to everyone listening, uh, like what I already, already mentioned uh, on one of the first questions, like the reason why I actually stayed playing Dodgeball and actually joined uh, the club is actually the atmosphere. Like it's just amazing for all the people are to you, uh, like you are one big family and it, it doesn't even, uh, that isn't only for the club, it's for like all Dodgeball Belgium and even if you go to the European Championship, it's just really nice how everything, how everyone is so kind to you, how everyone wants you to be, become more experienced, more evolved, like gives you like little tips, tricks on a personal level, also on a uh, country level. Uh, and also, yeah, personally, as I already mentioned, what, what I just like about the game is like how quickly it goes. Uh, like from one moment, uh, one team can be standing up like uh, four points but that can just switch in a, a blink of a moment. Like it's just, I really like it, just the, the, the really quick pace of the game, like how everything can quickly turn around, like being up in the sets with six against two, for example, and it can end up losing that set even if you were uh, up with that much. So yeah, like how much it can change in, in just a blink of an eye uh, and the atmosphere. That's, that's, I think if you like, uh, at least one of those, I think we need that Try showing the ball and hopefully here in Belgium. And what would you what would you want the legacy of dodgeball Belgium to be after you walk away, after you I retire? Think, I, I think what what we are always trying to bring forward is like the fair play. Like people remember us. Like hey, having just having fun. Uh, of course, you want to win, uh, but I think at the end, I think the most important thing. Uh, that I want us to achieve is that in all the next years we can show like hey even though we want to win even though we are really competitive we were still playing the game like on a really fair level and just sharing love sharing the fun with like just everyone on the field next to the field the referees uh, all the people in the public like just let them enjoy uh, dodgeball uh, so yeah I, I think that's I hope and I, I actually do believe that we will be able to to, to, to reach that point uh, when I'm fitting dodgeball, uh, if you will actually manage to do so. Okay, and Ayn? Um, yeah, for starters, yeah, the, it's a really fun game. Like everybody knows it already, so uh, you don't have to be scared uh, to come. All clubs are really welcoming. They all love uh, new members. Uh, we're going to not only the trainers or the coaches, but also all the all the members are, are going to be so happy to explain to you what's happening, what you can do, like uh, really involve you in the whole game. And also during the training, like uh, that you're really part of the family, you know, just uh, if you join one training, you, you, you're not a stranger anymore. You just, you just in an instant, you're part of the family. So uh, you just want, want to have fun. Uh, if you want to throw some balls, uh, and you just want to you, you want to be part of a, a really nice uh, family, the Dodgeball family of Belgium, then you should just come and try, uh, try and do it. Because I can't, I can't express it enough that it's just real fun. Like, 
for, for real like it's it's <laughs> i entered the i entered the court that I, I love and and the end of the training we're still laughing and we're laughing all together and and we're going to have a drink after and and it's just it's just it's just a nice feeling like uh just be part of the family nice um, and the legacy uh of belgium um I uh, fully agree with uh, with Stein. Uh, we uh, we really think uh, in all the clubs in Belgium, fair play is a is a really important part of the game. Um, so this is for sure one of the things uh, I would like to see and keep on seeing through the future that we can uh, still play like this and that everybody uh, they feel their hit, they just go out or or whatever that they don't discuss with the, with the referees and this kind of things. Uh, but for sure, I also want to see improvement. Uh, I would like to see Belgium grow, also uh, going up in the ranking, uh, that for sure as well. And I just uh, would like to see uh, in Belgium that uh, we can have more clubs and maybe a bit later in the future, uh, there can there can also be a youth, uh, youth department because that doesn't exist right now. So we have a, a nice... Uh, a nice role, yeah, a system where youth becomes the adult players and they can look forward to play in the Belgian team and uh, that it can grow, that it can grow like this, that it can be bigger in Belgium. Nice. And last but not least, Zara. Um, so I'm going to grab my ball for it. Because I'm a <laughs> PR always everywhere. <laughs> 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 so I just... Um, I really um, want to say uh, to start that you don't uh, you don't have to be great to start, but you can you have to start to be great. It's a quote I once read, and I think it's perfectly sums up Belgium that we're starting as a little nation, literally and figuratively, um, and we are um, we just have to start and then keep on growing and and don't don't stop believing and. And don't get intimidated, get only motivated. And I think just um, especially if you're looking um, to play a ball sport, why you have to play with one ball, play volleyball, play basketball, play football, if you can play with five. So, <laughs> 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 so uh, I mean, if you are really uh, looking for a challenge, play dodgeball. Uh, and then... For the legacy, I think uh, Ine and Stan touched on all the subjects I uh, was uh, wanting to highlight. Uh, the fair play, the youth development, um, and uh, yeah, just the fun and the joy in the sport, really, that we, that we see that, uh, that trend uh, being, um, being uh, how do you say it in English? <laughs> Sorry, that you just let me just see this trend keep on going. Um, and yeah, that's really the, the most important thing. It's we want to take it more professional, but we still want to keep uh, seeing the joy and the fun and the, the enthusiasm that we're known for. Sweet. So, my take on that, and this is just for the people listening um, all over and people in Belgium. Um, it, it it doesn't get better than that. I think the future of Dodgeball Belgium is not only rep, it's represented well with these three, but there's more people that I couldn't have on, and um, the legacies that these three will represent or will leave behind will be a solid platform, a solid organization, a solid competitive team with fair play in mind, 
I have three classy individuals right in front of me via screens, you know, eight hours ahead. But uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, if anything, um, I'm sure people will agree with you. I know I will. I will agree with you. You guys have always been a classy bunch. I've always enjoyed watching some of your games, especially some some of the Euros that I caught up with. God, it was a lot of hours in Euros. I'm still catching up with. Because <laughs> every court was televised. Every court was televised. So I gotta, I gotta give each you know channel its proper due. But um, I personally want to say I wish you guys great luck in your future endeavors. You guys kind of remind me of Northern Ireland in a way that you guys are competitive, but you guys have fair play in mind. And look at where they are now. Two out of three. Uh, two out of three uh, gold medals. So thank you because yeah. they won they won two times this year so uh, yeah I mean, like them, that would be so amazing yeah I, I think they set the tone for if you want to call them a classy organization a classy platform it can be done and you guys have the fair play in mind already I think nobody's going to disagree with you on that hands down and in time maybe we'll see Cinderella take the ball as far as Belgium is concerned and you, whether it be four years down the line, 10 years down the line, 12 years down the line, I'm going to be watching. Um, so if you guys end up winning at some point, trust me when I say it, I called it right here. So <laughs> with that in mind, I'll wrap up. All right. And that was my interview with uh, Belgium Dodgeball. Uh, I'd like to thank Stein, Ein, and Zara for hopping on and sharing with us their story. Uh, needless to say, they were definitely a fun group to have. And... I like to think that they are they're going to be on uh, incoming episodes, future episodes. But I also want to shout out, um, let me see, they also, wanted, they also wanted to extend a shout out to, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher the, the name, Simon Ver, Verhel and Nicholas Delice. Um, those two were also pivotal in the movement of, or in the org, in the formation of Dodgeball Belgium. Uh, I apologize if I butchered your your names, but uh, also didn't want to forget that as a shout out. Uh, apparently, you mean a lot to them, and if you're valid through them, you're valid through me. So you definitely get a shout out on that end. But uh, but um, other than that, uh, stay tuned for my next interview, and uh, hope you have a wonderful day.